Hello, and thank you for downloading this podcast from Teacher Magazine. Welcome to the second part of our Teaching Methods podcast on engineering. In part one, Lynn English, professor in STEM education at the Queensland University of Technology, talked about the importance of engineering in the primary years and the resources available to teachers. Here, she chats to editor Jo Earp about the engineering design process learning framework, the steps involved in the process and the role of the teacher in scaffolding learning. Now, um, your area of research interests includes uh, STEM learning through engineering design processes. Yes. Um, as I understand it then, from the, from, from the reading that I've done, yes. that's, uh, that's a learning framework, in effect. Yeah, it's not the be-all and end-all. Um, the children, we encourage them to, rather than go straight in and do something without even giving it any thought, and this applies across the board, they've got to, um, for example look at the problem, because the problem will not be a straightforward one in a sense of, you know, what's uh, 27 plus 13, whatever. Mm -hmm. They call it ill-structured problems. Children of all levels can solve it, some at more sophisticated levels than others. So what they have to do is they've got to, what are called problem scoping, look at the problem. What are the constraints? What materials are we given? What's our budget? Because in engineering, Mm -hmm. when engineers and architects and so on, when they're doing buildings, we all know about budgets and (laughs) keeping. So they've got to look at what are my constraints and are our ideas feasible? And we we gave the students, we introduced them right from the word go, a very simple engineering model of look at the problem, brainstorm, think about some ideas, draw some initial designs and we get the children to sketch those. But what we've also brought in is some experiment as well because children um, will be using the hands-on materials, um, various materials, and they like to experiment as well. Mm-hmm. So we let them experiment and explore the materials, get a feel for them what and how they can combine them. Then we say, well, OK, now let's put some ideas down on paper, draw your sketch um, of how you're going to do it and then they will translate their... um, What they need to do is, when they're building and sketching their design of how they're going to um, construct, for example, an um, earthquake-proof building, they will look at their sketch and then look at the materials they've got and develop their building um, with those materials. Then they've got to test it. Um, For example, they might uh, uh, like a a little simple um, rift scale that we um, made out of foam and everything. Well, they test it on that and they think, oh, no, my, my building <laughs> fell apart. Oh, we didn't make the base stable enough. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to, you know, b- do some more cross-bracing, um, which is a technique in, um, to make uh, buildings, you know, solid. Um, so then they go back and they will uh, uh, redesign and they find that a little bit hard at times. Some um, They will go back and redesign, but it depends on how long they've been they've spent on doing the initial designs mm. um, but they realise it's particularly after a couple of years they realise the importance of redesign rethinking and improving on their on their products and some and for example one problem I did with them with the um, uh, plane uh, making the paper paper plane very simple of course but w- they did it before we introduced them to the notion of different force and thrust and so on and they had to see how long they could stay in the air well the kids loved that and then they love, welcomed the opportunity to redesign because, yeah, I want to 
make it stay longer. I know what I can do, you know. And so that mm-hmm. they're enthusiastic to see how they can improve what they're doing. And then, um, and then they've come up with a solution and we ask them to report to the rest of the students, explain how did you come up with your solution? Tell us about your product. What, did you, what are some ideas? What were some struggles that you had? Mm-hmm. So it's it gives some flexibility. It's not a you know you do this then you do this then you do that, mm-hmm. but it's a ge- it's a general framework for them to realise that we've got to talk about it, do a sketch, translate it with some materials. Will that meet what I've got to do? Um, I'll say no. You've left that out, or you can't. You've spent too much money, and so on. Yeah. <laughs> you're of a budget. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes, and and, and the and, and I've read some of the work that you, yeah. that you did with the aerospace challenge yes, that you yes. mentioned there with designing the paper plane, and uh, just to take people again back over that framework. So starting with the problem scoping again, there's there's a lot that goes into this before they actually get to the point of building, don't they? Yeah, there is, um, and and what I forgot to mention. Sorry to interrupt you, Joe, no, but no. is the important of the knowledge, STEM knowledge, like mm-hmm. bringing in your content, um, the mathematics, the science, and the engineering ideas. That is really important because one argument, one what people say is, oh, with engineering, you're losing your maths, or you, you know, or all you're doing is science, you're losing your maths, and that's crucial that the mathematics comes and the science and the content comes to the fore because, and they learn about the content, they learn about forces, they learn about. Um, uh, ratio or, or whatever in, in mathematics and how to construct. So getting back to what you were saying, the design process, yes, it is very, um, it is quite comprehensive mm. and the importance of the content knowledge. Mm. But but an important part of that, that that your work showed was that the crucial part of the redesign and not just settling for what you've designed that's in right. the first yes. place. And that's difficult, isn't it, for... the I'm, I'm just wondering then what's the scaffolding that goes on on the teacher's part at that point. You've got to, you've got to tell them to stop really yes. and put it down. Let's have a look at Good. why it's maybe not perfect or why it's maybe not doing this or that. That's right. Uh, so the teacher's role in this is incredibly important, isn't yes. it? Yes, you are spot on there. Um, it's an issue that we um, have been thinking about all along. There has to be a balance between how much scaffolding a teacher does mm-hmm. and the students. Now, there has to obviously you just can't stand back and let the... Um, the students go all off tangents and throw planes everywhere and not even learning anything. Yes, yeah. um, but you've also, what we do is we, we sort of be like facilitators. Rather than say, look, that's not right, go and do it this way, we might, um, they might make a comment or an observation and we'll make a comment that will make them think, oh, yes, I didn't take perhaps that into account. So there has to be the balance between a teacher being the facilitator, like the teacher will have to uh, scaffold like sometimes we like for example with the airplane one we purposefully let these students in the first instance design throw it was one of their first in engineering um, projects and they designed the plane see how far it could go etc and then we had a lesson on forces the four forces of plane right. to flight and the students learned about those and oh yes and then they applied that to a redesign and improvement of their plane and when they explain what they did they use the terms force and thrust mm-hmm. resistance and, and so on and, and with a lot of our projects as well we'll have some preliminary learning um, about mm-hmm. for example convex concave lenses or whatever when we're making optical instruments um, there has to be like the core content there but that gets consolidated enriched and extended 
when they apply it to the activity. Mm -hmm. And so yes. this framework and the engineering design yes. process is framework of problem scoping, brainstorming, experimenting, designing, building, and then that circular loop yes, redesigning. Yes, that's right, yes, and, and improving. The, and then the solution. Yes. That can be applied to lots and lots of different absolutely, uh, challenges, can't Absolutely, it? And would jo. that be applied uh, primary and secondary? Would you, yes. would you be able to use this design process at secondary level? Yes, primary and secondary mm -hmm. level. And then, as I said, the beauty of it is there'd be different levels of uh, sophistication. And but what about sort of early years as well? Can yes, we can, yes we, we can. Yes, we can. Um, we do bring it in, like with a simple one, like start this with grade four but with the younger children we can talk about the problem what do we have to do what are some of the things that's going to perhaps make it difficult for us or what have we got to keep in mind and then they will talk about it then they will make a design and build it so yes they can handle it that's been fantastic talking to you today yeah. uh, professor lynn english yeah. thank you very much for taking the time to talk to teacher magazine my pleasure joe profession i hope i've been of some help that's all for part two of this Teaching Methods podcast on engineering. For more on this topic, including part one of our chat with Professor Lynn English exploring teaching resources, check out the podcast transcript and related links at our website, www.teachermagazine.com.au. To download all of our podcasts for free, visit acer.ac forward slash teacher iTunes or www.soundcloud.com forward slash teacher hyphen A-C-E-R.